Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 48. On this episode, I'm joined with Aaron Fentel. And today, Aaron and I are going to discuss what we saw happen at the BE Implement auction that we watched on the internet yesterday. So, Aaron, how's it going, bud? Going good. Big shocker, everyone. Aaron Fennel's on the podcast. Yeah. Everybody, catch your breath quick. Everyone's favorite bull in the china closet right there, folks. Bull, bull in the china shop. There you have it. All right, so we watched that auction yesterday, and I was interested in it from the fact that there's such a such a drought going on in the wheat belt, whether you're Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, no matter where you're at, it feels like there's a, a giant drought going on. So um, I was wanting to see how values held up, and I felt like overall there was a, a fairly good – I wouldn't say that I was shocked by anything, but I, I wasn't let down by anything either. So I feel like there was a, a pretty good – a uh, sample of stuff that happened there. So what's your opinion here? Yeah, I would, I would echo your uh, statement on that. You know, I, n- nothing shocked me and for sure nothing was a disappointment. If anything, I was surprised in the strong values mm-hmm. um, more than anything. If I, if I was to tie a uh, thought or emotion to the results of it, I would say surprised at the strong number. Well, I was the one thing that I, I that struck me, and, and you and I talked about this right after the auction was those the eight R's and stuff that had four and five thousand hours on them, and, and how strong those numbers were comparatively to what to what we saw. You know, even what we had list what we have in our inventory that we we're having a hard time getting rid of, and, and what was selling down there. So, you know, I I, uh, I I was pleasantly surprised by by that value. I was I was real I was kind of concerned with what was going to happen there, but I think you know. I think overall those those uh, those tractors are pretty strong. Well, not and and not only just those, but like five six thousand hours thirty series. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. my goodness, that that would tell me those tractors bringing that much in that location with that. You know, of course they're in the heart of cotton, and cotton's been one of the few bright things in in American agriculture lately, but. And those tractors in that location with current prices and drought and all that stuff, there is a that that yesterday would tell you just from that little that little result or that little window to look at that there is a big gap in the world in that specific tractor. Right. And that, higher hour <coughs> higher hour thirty series you know right. that that I was, I would have guessed twenty grand, twenty grand below where they're at. Right. Well, that that too, and then you know we talked about it when when you and I, you and I and Zach were all on on this last time that how auctions come together and every once in a while there's like a the perfect climate comes together and you have this amazing sell. Right. Um, I'm not right. gonna there and say this was an amazing sell by any means, but think about this if this if this same situation was happening with this auction. And you had the wheat in the condition that it was, and cotton was still sixty, fifty-five, sixty cents a, a pound. I mean, what? How? How bad would that auction probably have been? It would have been probably a wreck. But with yeah, plus cent cotton, that was really the one thing that saved it. And no one's planted any cotton yet, so they don't have to worry about it coming up. So they're and they're still, you know, like Brandon said on the on the previous podcast, they're still gin and cotton down there, so they're still getting, they're still waiting for payment. So. 
Well, yeah, I know. I've seen on numerous social media outlets, there's guys still stripping, you know, stripper cotton. Yeah. In Oklahoma and Texas, guys are still out getting it. And it's almost February. Yeah. So it's. But it's, I also know talking to guys, you know, I've talked to quite a few guys from Oklahoma and Kansas here the last two weeks, say, and they're, everybody's like, you know, we grew cotton years ago and we quit and planted some last year and worked out okay. So they're kind of like pinning their ears back toward cotton. So. Yeah. Well, being from southern Kansas, a very southern edge of Kansas along the Oklahoma border, for the longest time was kind of hit or miss as, as far as what cotton was. And it was a big deal in the mid-90s, um, uh, probably all the way up till like the, you know, probably 95 to 99. I'm kind of trying to go through my head here real quick and remember what it was. But there were guys that were traditional row crop guys that did nothing but cotton. You know what I mean? That, that was really their their, right. their bread and butter. And that kind of fizzled out in uh, in the early, probably early two thousands, and and now cotton now it was it was pretty much just a rotational crop that guys still grow because there's a cotton gin close by, you know what I mean? And and there's yep. still, still kind of feeding that stuff in Oklahoma, and and there's I think there might be one out in Western Kansas, South Pratt, someplace I think, but um, yeah, there is. So 